We're back. Yeah. Just before the holiday season. Just before the verses. <laughs> just before the verses, by the way. Yeah, just Which, before the verses. Fan, I mean, right branding-wise, <laughs> they've done a fantastic job with that thing. Yeah. First, shout out to Timbaland and Swiss Beats. Yes. We got to hurry up and get in here and record so that we can all get home. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> this is... To watch social media. <laughs> well, exactly. we, we were raised on this music. This music was popular, made popular while we were in Atlanta. So this is like Young Jeezy for... versus Gucci Mane versus tonight. Who y'all got? Who y'all got? I got Jeezy. I got Jeezy too. Yeah, I got Jeezy. I got Mr. Seventeen Five. I mean, yeah. Nobody got Gucci. That's right. okay. I was, I was former CTE DJ. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You staying loyal? Mm. I respect that. CTE is the click that I claim. Know some real? They claim the same thing. Episode thirty nine. Marky Misfits. <laughs> Thank you for joining. I'm going to dismiss us real quick. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Marky Misfits, episode 39. I am Mike Summers. Jeff McHenry. Stu Cornelius. Yes. <laughs> that was Ryan Chappelle and yes. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tripping. Oh, yeah, yeah. Get 47 fully loaded, kill it, folks. Yeah, yeah. And I got your bitch wanna suck my dick, bro. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, need to cuff your hoe. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, need to watch your hoe. Yeah, worry about me, nigga, need to watch your hoe. Yeah, all in your bitch, I'm all up in her throat. It's a vulgar song. Yeah, very much so. Your ad goes here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we came in strong, man. Jeezy, Jeezy and uh, Gucci got me feeling, uh, I don't know, uh, froggy today, I guess. Yeah, man. Um, how do you throw some ATL, man? Respect today. Respect today. Yes, sir. Um, the, the A may be where our generation's culture started. The generation before us, I think New York had it. Mm hmm. Our generation, though, a, a A may be the center of it. I think it was split New York and L.A. To be honest, you think so? Really? Yeah, I think. I, I, yeah, I think so. I don't know, man. Well, when do you so. start? Like what? Two thousand five? Like two thousand? No, nah, we said the generation before us, right? Mm. Yeah, generation before I give it to New York. I give it New York, L.A. I feel like the nineties was a big time for that for that group. Eighties, nineties was yeah. big for that. That's fair. N.W.A. Pac. Yeah, Suge Knight, you know, Death Row, all that. Yeah, that East Coast. Oh, yeah, well, East Coast. Knight, just Suge Knight. Just Suge Knight, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but the South got something to say. That's all the I The South got say. something to say. Always. <laughs> Always. Um, all right, man. We think we got, a, we got a fun a fun packed schedule today. Um, first of all, I kind of want to just jump into um, Disney. Yeah, so it's been, as you all know, the markets have been very ups, up, up and downs. There have been some big winners and there have been some big losers. And unfortunately, Disney... Just because of the way their business is set up, they have taken some L's. I mean, if you think about how their business is, it's very experiential uh, with the theme parks and the attractions and all of that. But with the with the pandemic, it makes it hard to monetize that to drum up, you know, people even coming out to the park and enjoying um, all of the experiences that they have cultivated over the years. So they lost a lot in that segment because they had to shut their parks down even as they've opened it. I believe the one in, in Hong Kong had a, a coronavirus outbreak, <laughs> so he had to shut it down again, uh, which made things difficult for their business. And then you think about how much they invest in original programming and how much they invest in sports, which for a long time was gone for a major chunk. Now, they've recruit, they recouped a, a good amount. It wasn't a total loss once the NBA came back. They did it, the wild world, of, wild world of sports out in Florida. So that was cool. They had some revenue coming there from the NBA. They had a lot of ad revenue, too. 
that came in as a result of the games. And yeah. at one point we had like ga- like four games a day. So so full day blocks. Starting now, at it, like one o'clock. Starting at one and just <laughs> yeah, going, which was, was kind of nice. I ain't yeah, gonna lie to you. It was, was, was kind of dope. It felt was, like March Madness. You yeah. Until t- t- you got to about the second second third round, and you were like, like, yeah, all right, this is a lot. That's, <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Well, when it got to the playoffs, it felt it felt more normal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then you think about the NBA is also running up against the NFL, which which was kind of nice to have both products, I guess. Um, I skew more NBA than NFL th- these days, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so you think about that segment. So they had their theme park segment, which went down. They had their live sports segment, which is important to them, ESPN and all that, um, which was down or, you know, and came back. They recouped some, but not all of the money that they've invested in. And then you have their movies segment within the theater experience where, you know, they, they have, they have, uh, you know, um, what's, what's the movie called? Um, the Scarlett Johansson movie. They have Black Widow shot. They have a lot of these movies shot. They have the WandaVision TV show that's supposed to be coming out. Um, the greatest, I guess, save for Disney is the fact that they have Disney Plus now and they yeah. built it like yeah. right before the pandemic. So they yep. were set up nicely to benefit from that. And, and that's, that's been a bright spot for their earnings was that, um, their, I forget the, the actual number, but the, their subscriber growth has grown like 42 percent in the time that is that they launched to now which has been great right mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean they, they have to figure out what the new model is i think they're going to end up dropping movies um uh warner media confirmed today that they're dropping wonder woman um oh, on oh, christmas word. um so th- that'll be in theaters well, and, what's, what's and the, on, last, the last one was kind of a dud though wasn't it no nah, it was all right was it i thought it, it was pretty good it was yeah it didn't suck okay i don't think i saw it it didn't suck it didn't suck. It wasn't terrible. It, I mean, Chris Pine is in. He can act. It was cool. Okay. I mean, uh, I'll say this, right? Like, I think a lot of businesses are going to have a very difficult time expanding and contracting, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, in terms of if your business model is very brick and mortar, in the case of, like, theme parks in this case, there's no, like, coming back and forth. Um, and what's going to happen is a lot of companies are probably going to fall off or that business uh, segment or that business vertical is going to start to fall off, right? Versus to your point, Stu, about, like, Disney Plus kind of coming back and 42% increase in uh, subscribership, that's the way to go, right? So any content businesses are going to probably do well. Just a lot of these brick and words are just not going to be able to, like, past this co- this next wave of COVID, right? It's just going to be like any businesses like that are going to have a really hard time. And a fun fact for you, actually, um, and the reason why I said what I said just now in terms of content, you're absolutely correct, is Warner Media, which owns HBO Max, they're the one to say, okay, we're going to release Wonder Woman, who... Fun fact for you, the CEO of Warner Media is the former founder and CEO of Hulu, Jason Kalar. Oh, dope! So mm. he made the call today to release Wonder Woman on um, the streaming platform on Christmas. That's so awesome. I, I, I do need a superhero movie. Yeah, I'm gonna need I, I can go for that. Yeah, Gal Gadot. You know, that's even when I'm on on, on a Disney Plus, I'm I'm like yearning for for what I have. Yeah, yeah. 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 They, I mean, they holding all this stuff. You think about the movies that are anticipated. I mean, Tenant came out. I was like, I haven't seen it, and and they haven't put it. You can't on see any, it. Where, you where can't where you see. It? I'm not going to the movie theater right now. Mm-hmm. And then you think about the Bond movie that was supposed to come out that they're pushing. You yeah. know, there's all this look, stuff. Look, that I pushing. ran uh, I ran Black Panther back. I can't watch it the same anymore. So sad. Yeah, yeah that's man. real. That's real. It's really like that's real. I was just talking yesterday. I never go to the doctor. I was like, I think I'm going to go to the doctor. If 2020 took a Black Panther, it can definitely take me. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You oh, definitely yeah. need to go see the doctor. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been to the doctor a couple times <laughs> yeah. just because I haven't used any of my HSA account. Um, but yeah, so they took it. So just to wrap this up, 
They took a $5 billion loss. This is the biggest loss they've wow. had in almost 20 years. Sheesh. They haven't had a loss. I haven't had a quarter this rough. Their, rev- their revenue was, at, they took a 42% also, a 42% loss on revenue this year, and they lost $3.5 billion in just the theme park segment at all, mm. uh, alone. Wow. So They did so many things well. Like you said, the NBA bubble. Yeah. Uh, Black is King. Black is King was good. They, they're getting yeah. more content franchises. They're putting stuff up. And I mean, I'm, I mean, they got stuff. I mean, this is what I'm saying. Like, yeah. if they didn't, if they were, you know, a year late on making or launching Disney Plus, like we would be in a completely different place. Mm-hmm. You think about HBO Max and Disney right. Plus being like new at additions to our fragmented content space. So, well, Dubta, it lucked out. Yeah. <laughs> are they? Are, do you guys think that even when things get back to normal, um, even with a possible vaccine, that people still be able to go back to the theme parks they, the same way that you know they were showing up before? You know, basketball games, like, I feel like people are not just going to go back to that model the same way anymore. So I'm sure that they have to be projecting like some sort of new, you know, new way for them to um, to make money out of the theme park. There's a there, there's a stat to, to that point, like that talks about New York tourism and like their forecast is. And I don't remember who said this and I forget how they came up with the model to forecast this, but they were saying that they don't expect New York tourism. Which which is normally really high during this time. Come see the tree, ice skating, Rockefeller, and all this stuff. Um, they don't see it getting back to last year's level until twenty twenty five. Wow. So, well, I, mean, I, that, I think that everything. Wow. <laughs> yeah, if that helps you out, anyway. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm very <laughs> right. uh, interested in, in what what will what will go back to normal versus not. I do think there's some things that we think won't go back to normal that that actually will, and I think some things that we think may go back to normal will not. Like maybe. A lot of things that experiential, like a, like a VR headset. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you don't want to pull on a VR headset mm-hmm. behind somebody else. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, unless there's a, a already detachable way of kind of making sure it's clean. Um, so I don't know. So it'll, it'll be interesting. It'll be I think we'll get back. It'll just take time. Yeah, I, I, I'm actually more um, optimistic about uh, us getting back to normal, particularly in 2022, than mm-hmm. than, than anything. Also, shout to Disney for staying relevant, man. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> so speaking of Black is King. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's talk about um, let's talk about Beyonce and Peloton. So they recently struck a multi-year partnership. Um, and what it includes is like theme workout experiences, uh, special free memberships for students at HBCUs and different universities in the U.S. Um, what's dope is basically what is focused going to what is going to be focused around is the fall homecoming period. So it's going to feature workout experiences like indoor cycling, running, boot camp, yoga. And then there'll also be like different digital memberships uh, that uh, students from some of those HBCUs can go to. Um, And then in addition, they're going to work with schools on like building current programs for like future internships and employment. And it's all kind of a larger effort uh, for a lot of uh, I think it was earlier this year, Peloton announced the Peloton Pledge which is using $100 million to fight racial injustice. And this program is a part of it. So, I mean, it's a, it's a great deal. I think one of the things that's really interesting is that this is one of those me- mega sort of massive deals where I don't even know if the brand necessarily needed it because sales were up 232%, mm-hmm. uh, you know, coming out of the pandemic. You know, big, 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 big money talk. So... Yes. Um, yeah, it's also for for a virtually a, it's still a startup um, to have a multi year deal with Beyonce. Yeah, that's yeah. that's love. Yeah, that's major. <laughs> yeah. That's major, and I love it's how she's huge. using the deal. Go ahead. 
and just thinking back to this time around last year where Peloton was in the front of, you know, obviously some negative, um, you know, some negative chatter after their commercial, if you guys remember around the mm-hmm. holidays. So now to see how much they've been able to bounce back because of the pandemic. And now with Beyonce, you know, it's incredible how this brand just has, has completely turned themselves around. Yeah, I'll be I'll be interested to see how they address the affordability uh, of a lot of their products, too, because it, it is the bikes are pretty expensive. I know that that's something that they're working on. But they, they did drop the price. Yeah, they dropped the price. Yeah, they dropped the price about a month, month or two ago. They dropped the price, and actually, if you had bought it, you got um, a, a rebate for that. Well, how much are we talking about drop? Uh, I, I don't have it. It's still a high barrier to entry, though. I would imagine it's about uh, like six hundred, like six hundred dollars difference between the two, the two bikes, and there is um, a wait time for for the bikes. If you guys are interested, there's like uh, five or six weeks. I was about to uh, say, time. I'm going to get mine in twenty twenty two. Yeah, so they dropped it about fifteen percent. Um, and, and they did, so it was, this was September 9th, starting September 9th, um, it went from 25, 24 to 1895. So roughly a 15% drop. Okay. That's, that's sizable. Yeah. Um, and some people had, had just gotten theirs or on the wait list, et cetera. And they did give them, um, that 600 or whatever back. All right. So, so it's like a, yeah. Um, price of a computer in like, I don't know, 2005. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> and you, it, it, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to like put it yeah. into something that like I like actually need. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, you know these these competitors have to. I mean, like Soul Cycle have to be kicking themselves in the butt for being so late to the game. They they. That, oh yeah, that should be there. They had, they had a three one lead. Like, uh-huh. That's that's crazy. I mean, I feel like that over the pandemic about Skype. Skype. And we had, oh, yeah. oh, absolutely. We, we were t- we were just talking about <laughs> yeah, we, this yeah. just the other day. We were yes. talking about how how Zoom then came in and swooped in. Zoom and, and Teams and Teams. Yeah, because yeah. Teams oh, got I the. Tried, I haven't tried Teams yet. Teams has more of the corporate, um, yeah, like landscape. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, kind of like BlackBerry back in the day. But this time yeah. last year, Skype was was the leader. Yeah, no, I, for I sure. like how we're talking about this as we're recording on Skype. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I know, right? I know, right? I know, I we know. ain't getting a check for them, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's all good. <laughs> That's why the audio sounds so bad. Um, <laughs> Advertisers, you go here. Put your ad here. Yeah, please, please. <laughs> Scream for advertisers today. It's funny because we just did a, a partnership with uh, Peloton Viva Latino. We did like okay. a ride during Latin Her- uh, Latinx Heritage Month uh, during our campaign. So like just uh we plugged it, plugged and play with them, and I think they doing they're doing that a lot right now. Nice. So. Oh, yeah, you got a motorcycle driving past you on your Skype. You got the Rough Riders coming after you. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a different world, man, out here in LA. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, why you got it, uh, Ryan? Take us um, take us home with uh, some of the Quibi updates. Yeah, can you guys hear me? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so Quibi, um, as a lot of people are familiar with, it's a streaming platform that kind of supports short-form video. I believe the uh, amount is five to ten minutes, and it looks like they're about to go under. So, yes, I don't know if you want to supplement, but like, <laughs> it looks like they're on their way out the door. Uh, yeah, I think they're pretty under. Um, last October 21st, uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg and, and Meg Whitman, who are the founders of Quibi, uh 
did a, a open letter to all their employees announcing that the company was shutting down. Um, and if you guys can remember last year around this time, there was so much buzz around Quibi um, in its like founding um, rounds or funding rounds. They they um, they were able to fund about two billion uh, for the creation of this company startup. Uh, you know, focus on short videos. And so there was quite a lot of um, hope around Quibi, uh, not only from, you know, advertising um, partners, but also from, you know, A-listers in Hollywood wanting to align to the platform. Um, and so, again, you know, going into it, you know, I think Hulu and a lot of the subscription video services, uh, we're definitely watching them closely. Um, and then to think that, you know, now looking at six months into the game, they had to shut down. Um, it's pretty shocking, um, definitely unexpected. But, you know, some of the things that contributed to, you know, their downfall, I think, you know, they had to, you know, um, you know, fast forward on their on their launch, you know, and to take advantage of the engagement that was happening over the pandemic and just, you know, launch in April, you know, ahead of when they were planning to, number one. Uh, number two, I think the competition from places like Disney Plus, you know, Hulu, Netflix, YouTube, TikTok. I think a lot of those things uh, contributed to, you know, the lack of engagement they were experiencing on their platform. Mm-hmm. So while they thought that they were going to benefit from people being at home, you know, having more time to watch content. I think it just backfired because there was so much more content being launched that I think they didn't, you know, predict, you know, all this competition really affecting their platform. Um, and, you know, they, they had pretty good content. Again, I think there was a lot of press around Quibi. They spent $63 million in advertising just, you know, on TV, on outdoor um, print, you know, a, a lot of these places to really get their name out, um, but it didn't work. Um, so now they're just under, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, I think, less, yeah, yeah, it's wild because I think what's interesting, I'd love to hear from you guys in terms of what's your preferred format of streaming actual films like an original content because i think they struggled in a place where there's a ton of outlets that have a ton of original content that we're used to turning to um as opposed to turning to this new platform right so everyone's used to going to netflix for the original content they have hulu disney plus disney plus is different because we know we know what we're getting right we know we're going to get all the fairy tale stories and all the you know avengers movies that we want right but here it's like new original content that we're not used to capture excuse we're not used to consuming in this five to ten minute format so i would love to hear if you guys like was that interesting to you or were you guys like gravitating towards it yeah i i personally always felt like quibi was they were trying to shove quibi down my, down my throat uh it was like i would literally watch all, the, all those marketing dollars right? yes yeah, okay. like every commercial literally in my household what we would say is stop trying to make quibi a thing I don't know. Me we'll stop trying to make fetch a thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm yeah, with yeah, you. yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> exactly. That's where we at. That's how you know Aaliyah started uh, the joke. Rub off on you. Um, but yeah, but it, it it was just it was like it was trying to shove it down our throat. And and I do believe like if, if the content is opened up and if you have a reason for me to go there, I'm I'm going. Like I, I will go wherever I need to go. Um, but it just it, it just felt like something else and you were just shoving it down my throat there was no real reason for me to go i don't even know if it has to be differentiated it could be the same stuff that's over there but if it's as good or better then i'm still going to go over there and find it yeah but it just wasn't i think a, a big piece of it too is that they still forced the launch although the way they wanted people to experience it was like while they were commuting and actually going out and doing things so like the reason they did the five to ten minute format was if you were on the train or you were in the back of the car, you could watch oh. an episode real quick. Oh. So launching that in a moment where everybody's locked inside, 
like they were just hoping that it was still going to work out and it did not yeah. clearly so that was that was a big thing as well but a bit of that to me sounds like um just being too smart for our own good because that mm. that sounds very great on paper when you're looking at trends and you're looking at you know people moving to short content and snackable content and and not kind of good things but it it, it it just a strategy and then executing mm-hmm. against it without content which really requires like quality and inspiration and and something that's actually going to move you it just the two the two biggest work. things for me that where it didn't land and i kind of saw this being like nah that's probably not gonna be it um one even when they did see that the market was changing because of covid it mm-hmm. took them a long time to pivot into having yes. a, a tv app yep either on apple or wherever um so that's number one for me like just slow to ad- adopt a new plan and then a new process and then the other thing for me was like they didn't really push they were trying to they were trying to do too much with their marketing they didn't have a singular like real call to action it was like we're quibby we're telling you what we are it wasn't enough for people to actually know what the hell it was that's number one number two they didn't focus on the content yeah exactly they should have focused on who they had for the content and too instead smart of, for their yeah, own yeah, yeah. Say like they tried they tried to brand the whole thing and then tried to throw shows here like we they're branding a strategy that's what i'm saying they're yeah, branding a strategy yeah, yeah and they didn't they didn't do that well at all because i would have because not for nothing a lot of they gave a they got gave a lot of bags to a lot of celebrities that you would want to see oh, what yeah. they would do with the content and with production all this but you had to like stumble upon the, you know, that like Lawrence Fishburne had a show that was supposed to be really good and like got a couple of awards, but I didn't know that. When I figured that out, it was way too late. But, you, but part of the reason you didn't know that is because they underestimated the power of shareability. You couldn't take yeah, screenshots. Yeah, you couldn't true. show people that's actual true. content. So that's like. True. In order for people to latch onto a show, like sometimes you need to actually be able to see it or oh, familiar with the lineup. It was basically yep. only if you had Quibi did you know what was on Quibi for real. Right. Like unless you were right. actively looking for it. Yeah. And the fact that you can't screenshot a show or share that content with other people, like yo, you should that's watch true. this. That's huge. That's true. So yeah, that's I had, I had especially on there, I was like, what shows are actually on Quibi right now? Yeah. And especially as like TikTok really took off during the pandemic and, and you don't necessarily have to have the app to watch videos from, you know, TikTok exactly. you can just share their videos and you can watch. So I think that definitely affected, you know, the fact, you know, the engagement on the platform. Um, and, you know, I feel like they were acting like Quibi is a thing. Like most people are like, what the hell is a Quibi? Or what's, exactly. a, you know, what's Quibi? And then, so, and then everybody's also focused on podcasts as well, mm-hmm. right? In terms of like, People are starting to get a lot more comfortable consuming podcasts, especially like it was podcasts was already a thing before the pandemic, but it also gave them an alternative to um, Hulu and Netflix in terms of like visual content. So I think they were just at they were stuck in the shuffle, right? Of like how people are consuming um, in this new nah, world. That's that just arrogance, man. I, that's what I think it was. I feel very similar <laughs> yeah. about, um, and they're not in the same um, state because they're they're just built different. But about Peacock, and they're mm. I think top four or five uh, streaming platform at this point in terms of users, but it's free, so they're just you know getting free users. Yeah. But I keep going on there and trying to find something to watch. No, they're using the <laughs> old Hulu model where they have a free side and they have a paid side. Okay. Where you have windowed content to check out, and the, the idea is to draw you in. Yeah, but when, when you look at their numbers and and yeah. 
it's, it's the free subscribers that's pushing well, up. Well, yeah, yeah, that's that's what it, that's what propped up Hulu for so long. Is what I'm trying to tell you. Like that's just what it is. It was the yeah. content deals with It's Always Sunny and offering a couple of those episodes for free that brought people in. That's when I started paying for Hulu. Like that's the strategy behind it. But I don't know how sustainable it is. It's, yeah. There's too many apps. Too it's many. now it's, fra- it's fragmented. Yeah. So now we're talking about share of wallet. Like we talk about credit cards. It's the same thing. It's like I only have a certain amount of money to spend, and I have content that I need to get. Visually, movies, TV, all that stuff. And then I have to pay for either Tidal, Apple, or Spotify. Yep. So, and that's just, that comes from the same bucket. So it's yeah. like, how much do I want to pay to be entertained at this point? Yep. Yeah. The, the only one other thing I wanted to add on the Quibi topic is please loan me $1.75 billion. Like, huh. could you, could you imagine, watch what I do with it? Like, cause that's crazy. What's crazy <laughs> watch, to me is that you have, I'm, never mind. I'm not going to say it like that. But mm-hmm. you could get $1.75 billion and fail and nobody blink an eye. A person of color getting $1.75 billion. Like, that's crazy. Pretty different, like. man. So, yeah, give me $1.75 bill. I'll make it work for you. Yep. Make a stretch. And even even in advertising them. revenue, I think even before launching, they had already raised almost a billion dollars in that revenue. That's unheard of. You know, the that fact that they can get away with this. And again, not blinking. Nobody blinking eye. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's why it's so important to make sure you build the product. Right. Like I think Stu is hitting on something that I think is so important is that you can build this like amazing brand and tell people what it's going to be and what they're going to expect. But if you don't have the like meat and potatoes, i.e. the content, then it's null and void, right? Like I saw like, it looks like Reno 911 might have been on here is when I just did my quick search, but that would have been dope to see like some content from Reno 911 because I was a huge fan, right? Yeah. I would be down to stream some, you know, five minute, 10 minute clips of that, right? But I think it's also like the video consumption is so fragmented across, you know, even think about like YouTube, right? Like we like clips on YouTube of various different things. So like, I think they just got lost in the shuffle and got lost in, you know, doing all the marketing and the pretty shit and not focusing on like making sure this content is dope as fuck in this format that you're you're trying to carve out for a variety of different things like Hulu and all these other things going on. Oh. I didn't realize Quibi was going to be such a... Um a topic for us. I heard Chloe's corner was fire. It's a topic. <laughs> oh man, we all said the same thing in different um in different words too. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> love you guys. That's the episode, guys. Episode thirty nine. Mark missed this podcast. I am Mike Summers. Jeff McHenry. Stu Cornelius. I think there's a Roger Pell in the yes somewhere on the Skype. <laughs> Let's go. Try to find one with a little bit less cuss words. Yeah. If you want, turn your phone off, take your clothes off. I'm a savage, but I fuck her to a slow song. Turn the lights down, lay the pipe down.